Ray? Yeah, Sean. Are you vengeance? <laughs> I, you know, I I've known you for a bit, right? Are you vengeance? I, I am. I don't think I am vengeful. I'm more justice. You, <laughs> you want to bring the people hope? Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I would be if the only options were. Are you more like Superman or Batman? I'm more of a Superman guy. Um, I'm more procrastination. That's what I do. I'm not, <laughs> so you're neither. I, if I'd say, I'd be, I go, I'm vengeance later. Like, like, like <laughs> down the road, I'm vengeance. Uh, I saw Batman. I saw the Batman. It's also, you ever, you ever think of this? They're going to run out of titles for the Batman movies. Like that aren't just Batman one, Batman two, Batman three. Like, well, they, they never, never had them. They never did a one, two, three. I know, which, which I love, but how many more, I guess you could always have. Like winged rat will be like Batman. One. Batman again. <laughs> Batman again. Again and again. <laughs> ba- Batman won't stop. Never stop. <laughs> what, I I love when they do it with horror movies, and it'll be like Halloween, The Last Ride, and that was like seven movies ago. <laughs> they should have to retroactively change the name when they do something like that. They, yeah, or just cross it out at least and put the new name under it. Because you're right, like it's almost like the movie version of like Tom Brady retiring. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that's cr- imagine being that guy. You don't you want to talk about vengeance? The guy who bought Tom Brady's last ball. And for $500,000, and yeah, I'm about a week late on this story, but like, holy cow. You don't think that guy's parked outside Tom Brady's house with a sniper rifle right now? <laughs> just just dressed like one of those Riddler <laughs> clones. <laughs> Spoilers. With the, with, the, uh, with the weird, like, old-timey gimp outfit or something. <laughs> uh, what would you... What well, do you think? You calling it a gimp outfit just kind of ruined the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the movie, and then I just thought that it does look like a makeshift uh, uh, green gimp outfit. And that's why it's so scary, because everybody's scared of anything to do with a, a hood, any, anything leather that covers the whole face, people just can't, can't take. It's too freaky. Have you ever worn one? A leather mask? No. Have you? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on. Wait, hold on. Have you really? No, no, no. You've tried one it. on like a store or something? No, uh, I've never even been in one of those porn shops. They, they, what? What do you mean? I never have. I've never went in. You've never gone into any porn, any porn shop before? No. Really? Yeah. For knowing you, I'm shocked that you haven't walked into a porn shop. Oh, wow. Just because it's a digital age? You are one of the horniest dudes I know. Yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm extremely horny. Thanks for... T- thanks. Hey, Mom. Uh... <laughs> She's a big listener. We can cut this out. No, no, I don't. She needs to know what her little boy's been up to. But the this goes this goes right into one of the pool questions I asked this week on um, my social media is if you could or if your friend had a porno, would you watch it? Yes, no, or already did. Um. Well. My, I've never had a friend who's not a porno. I would immediately watch it. I'd watch it. I in have a no. Second. I think you get to a point. I have no problem seeing penis. I don't. I don't care about it. like I, if you watch porno already. What do you care about seeing? I prefer to see it. <laughs> you want to see it? Everybody want. I'll look at anybody naked once. Yeah, and I have, most people twice. I have no issue with it. The issue is when you're like, oh, gross. What yeah. Are what are you fifteen? Well, Relax. Grow up. Look at your friend naked and grow up. Well, we ran into this uh, this past weekend at an open mic, Whew. 
there was a my spirit animal who I was talking to. Uh, this guy. We gotta set it up. So we did. Uh, we did shows. Uh, Ray, I've never walked into a porno shop. Zawadni opened for me at a club on the road. And man, oh man, that it was wow! What a what an absolute windfall this was. It was it was wild. We we went to we stayed after the first show for the open mic, which was really fun. It's an open mic. They get people there. I had a good. T- I did the mic. I had a good time doing it. And the crowd, some of the crowd from our show stuck around, and they were great. Yeah, they were they were, really cool. They were awesome, but there was a guy there that I was having a conversation with, kind of a wild dude, a typical guy at an open mic that you'd meet, I guess. Not really typical <laughs> dude. <laughs> no way. No, and we're not going to say names, obviously. I don't even remember the guy's name. I do. The guy, you put it perfectly. You, he looked like the guy from a movie in the town where the main character of the movie is hitting on the waitress in the diner, and they're like, Zeke is here. Yeah. Oh, my boyfriend Buzzsaw just walked yeah. in. Yeah. Yes, he did have neck tattoos. He had some type of military background. Um, he was. He seemed harmless if you didn't fuck with him, but it seemed like everybody at that open mic wanted to fuck with him a little bit. He was like scarier sea bass from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow in a conversation with me, him, and another comic, he brings up the fact that he got a piece on him. and Meeting was, a big a, member. A big old cock. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dude. You know, everybody says stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I actually did three, like, semi-professional pornos. And I immediately gave the, all right, you got to bring that over here. He <laughs> <laughs> said, you got to see that right now. Pull it up. And he pulls it up. And my God, yeah, his like I said, I said to him, I was like, dude, my it looked like dick, a standpipe. My, my dick looks like it could be batteries for his dick. It looked like, like a fire hydrant. Yeah, like it looked like a full-on fire hydrant. <laughs> also, I, of course, this is right up your alley. I came out after you already, you guys already found this out. You, I've never seen you more giddy. <laughs> <laughs> you were so. It was like you had like. Like George Costanza looking at Dan Cortez in the episode of Step Off, George, the, the episode where Dan Cortez is the cool guy in Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's, like, he's so cool. That's oh, he, he got was, the backwards hat. <laughs> he got the backwards hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, it was just, it was just me in my element where there is just somebody with a wild backstory. I love characters, dude. I love a good character in life. And normally what you do, which we've done at bars, you did it in the Uber on the way to the Saturday shows, you'll mess with people with very, like, it's very tame, but you'll, like, mess with them where you're doing it for the sake of the guy that you're with or the friend that you're with. Like, you'll say, make up something about yourself and ride with it. Like, you told the Uber driver the next night when we were taking the Uber to the shows uh, that uh, you have a Creed cover, but you had a Creed cover band, and you went, like, Arms wide open. Arms wide open. That's what they were called. (laughs) That's what they were called. Yeah. So they're not bad. They're, so the thing was, I think your initial intention was to mess with the porno guy. But first off, he was actually crazy. Like, he's yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. I, I yeah. could tell I was playing with live rounds. Yeah. So I immediately holstered and was like, I'm just going to learn about this awesome guy who has a third arm in his pants. Yeah. And it was, but the, but what we're not saying is that. In relation to the open mic, if sometimes we were outside in the in the lobby area, like talk, like bar area, talking to comics, and then sometimes you'd be in there watching the mic. We we're just kind of hanging out, and this dude, <laughs> I had to do one of those like head nod things to show Ray before we knew about the porno. This dude literally took two like auditorium chairs, or like what would you call them? Like two like 
a wedding wedding chair wedding or something. Chairs. Yeah, and put them, uh, uh, you know, six feet apart, and then started doing push-ups on on the chairs. It made me so mad because I was in the showroom. You were out there. You came in. You're like, you got to come see this guy. And right when I came out, I missed it. I was so upset. So, but besides that, he was doing this thing where he was very intimidating looking guy. His presence, his aura, his his physical stature. Like he was a big dude with tattoos on his neck, and he kept rushing in and out of the room asking the host who was like this 19 year old like apathetic college kid who was hosting yeah. the show <laughs> could, didn't want to be there and he kept being like am i up yet am i up yet am i am, is my spot am i and, he, and finally i think the the host got annoyed at him and like said something to yeah. him or something which i'm like bad mistake just yeah. let him ask don't make fun of that guy don't make fun of that guy because he, he full-blown ran up onto stage when it was his turn like ran full speed from the back of the room onto the stage <laughs> like a Price is Right contestant to do an open mic for seven people. <laughs> I was like, man, this dude got some energy in him. And then did this weird avant-garde bit where he was giving like the rules of comedy, but they just had no, no, uh, no place in any you mean rationality. No basis in reality. <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised he was able to run that fast with that <laughs> fucking anchor holding him down. My God, dude. Well, the other thing was that we can tell the story is the guy went up. It was obviously it was it was bad shit. It was crazy, uh, and then he gets off to you know, and then he does this really really impassioned speech at the end of his set, saying you, you need to surround yourself with good energy and all this stuff. And I'm sure he meant every word of it, but it came off very very wackadoo, right? And then the, the kid goes up, the host goes up, and what does he say? Oh, he says, "Give it up for Johnny the Philosopher." Johnny the philosopher or Johnny philosopher, it's like either you're, way. You're playing with fire, kid. That's what I'm saying. That's why I knew right away, hey, man, there's guys you mess with and there's guys you don't mess with. Yeah. It's like it, just like that scene from The Departed. <laughs> when, 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 he go, when he goes, uh, what, does, what does he say to him? He's like, he's like there's guys you uh, There's guys you, you can't can hit and there's guys you can't. And he ain't, kind of, he, he ain't quite a guy you can't hit, but he's close. There's not what he's supposed to line us. No, that was exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> line he yelled for it um <laughs> but that guy yeah that that was you gotta have some level of self-awareness and some level of uh, ability to read people in any profession that you're in yeah but especially when you're in open mic comedy because the people that come out to open mic comedy are comics that are good trying to work on their stuff comics that are new trying to work on their stuff um People that are just hobbyists looking for something to do, and then fucking people that aren't all there, man. They're yeah, and that's what that was. But the thing that we were saying on the ride back with when we were talking, but we talked about it extensively, is that I will give him this: the guy cared, and he put effort forth, and he really, really like. I, I, I have more respect for that guy, even with all his craziness, yeah. than that kid who hosted. That kid who hosted couldn't have given a shit less that he was there or doing anything or whatever it was. So that at least this guy, crazy as he may be, actually cared about what he was doing. I've been doing comedy 10 years. Never once did I do push-ups before a set. <laughs> exactly. And this guy, <laughs> and this guy's just ripping them out on chairs, doing military-style push-ups. Dude. He died, I'll tell you right now, that guy's vengeance. He's vengeance against oh, that. Oh, he is vengeance. Man, oh man. I you know, he was he was like I he was the type of guy I knew I had to get away with, from him at one point because I knew it was 
Because there was something else, something happened, right? Wasn't there another melee where he said, somebody said to him something outside in the yeah, hallway? Yeah, he was not thrilled about it. Also, after all this, the, we, when we walked out from Friday night, the host was walking out beside us, and he went from being very smarmy and very wise-assy to really looking nervous, and he was like, that guy is so strong. Or like, <laughs> like I don't know what yeah. happened, but he... Walked past us, and Ray was like, yo, watch out for that dude. And he's like, yeah, he always comes here. It's always a problem, and he's so strong. And he just, like, ran away. So I don't know if the guy said something to him privately or something. Well, that's what I said. Be careful. Be careful. You know? Yeah, man. That's, yeah, th- hey, that's that's a guy that's going to stand up for himself if he feels even any level of being fucked with or any level of injustice. He's. I feel like he just invents a level of injustice. Yeah. He becomes vengeance for no reason. <laughs> Nobody did anything and he's vengeance. If if I had that thing on me, though, I would probably act different. So would I. It's got to mess with your brain, but there's, you know... Well, there's, there's li- physically mess with it because of the blood... <laughs> you have less blood, the blood distribution. <laughs> yeah. It's a blood distribution issue. But, you know, there's probably there's guys out there with large penises who are probably perfectly normal, happy, friendly dudes that aren't doing push-ups before open mics. Me- definitely message us on social media if you are a large penis individual <laughs> that thinks you are also <laughs> mentally balanced. Cue John Ham texting us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I th- I did w- sort of watch a friend in a porno. When was this? Well, it it wasn't a friend, and I, when I was in the seventh grade, I had a crush on an older girl that I went to junior high with, and she kind of, like, disappeared once everybody got to high school, or, like, I didn't see her just because I was so much younger, and, like, she was a girl that, like, a lot of dudes had a crush on, and we, uh, I would see her on Facebook every once in a while, and look like she got into some level of modeling or something like that, and one day I was scrolling through like a porn site and I saw her in the thumbnail. No. Yeah. And you watched it immediately. I've watched it a bunch. I would say this. I, I would, I'll tell you right now, my friend, I wouldn't, I would never believe there's very few people in this life that I would believe that wouldn't, even if you told me I didn't watch it, I wouldn't believe anybody. There's no, I don't think that's, I, that's irresistible. Somebody you knew from school is in a porno, and it's right there in front of you. You didn't search it out. You kind of you could uh, blame it on ah by accident. I just hit the porno link. Well, that one was like a dream come true. Oh, right. It was somebody that you actively like thought was really cute, right? Years ago, right, right. But when I put that poll on social media, that was the most responses I ever got to it, and it was an absolute landslide. Would you watch it? Everybody yeah, said everybody yes. Everybody said there was like a very few people that said no, and even then, I think that they just clicked on the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> or it really was that they were like, "You'll see my name on this, and I'm lying." I don't believe anybody wouldn't watch oh. it, unless it's a thing where there are people who don't watch. To be honest, I've been not watching porno. Like, I you do want to get off it. It does mess with your mind a little bit, yeah. But. In that instance, I would be right on. I would hit the button right away. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. There, I don't think there's anybody in their right mind that would, would turn that down. There's no way. There's no... And, and you, you'd... It would be... I don't know, kind of cool. I mean, it's the plot of that Zack and Miri movie, which is, like, if two people from your high school were in porn... Yeah. You're definitely watching it. Yeah, there's no... I, I, I would be so... I, I, you gotta be honest. I'd be so excited about it. Yeah. Well, whatever, this'd be great. You'd be texting people? Yeah, 100%. 
Did you? Yeah. Did, did you see Frank and Michelle? Yeah. Did you watch that video yet? And even if you just watch it for yourself and that's it, you know you're watching it. I'm sharing it. Um, that'd be an awkward conversation with a friend. Like, could be that'd be awkward if like you send it to a friend and they kind of like. <laughs> you get out of that conversation. You send it to a friend, they're like, "Why'd you send me this?" And you're like, "Oh, I, I thought you were much of a much of as much of a creep as I was." <laughs> no, if they got weird about it, I would get mad, defensive, and double down. Well, like, I'd want to see it if you found it first. <laughs> you know, why, would, why wouldn't you share that with me? How are you as as far as like getting out of? Like like leaving conversations because I remember you asked me the other day about like were you talking about text you mean te- like text conversations te- text conversations are tough for me because I feel like I always want the last word and not the last word in a sense of um like an argument type last word but I don't want to leave the person hanging right. And it, it totally fits into the crux <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. That is a people-pleaser mentality right there. Because you're thinking, I had something from a text the other day that I'll bring up, but which kind of fits into this. You're thinking they're going to be like, oh, so he's not writing back? Oh, you're not going to write back? You're not going to... Especially... You're not going to say thank you? You're not going to uh, uh, you know, ch- like do that last button of like, oh, thank you so much. Uh. Like, like I have so many conversations with people that are... I mean, I mean, and and this is usually pertaining to more acquaintances or more people that I'm not like super close friends with, but where it'll be like, "All right, man, yeah, I'll definitely see you there." Cool, cool. I'll see you then. And I'm like, "All right, man, sounds good." <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, cool." And I'm like, "Yeppery." I never said yeppery until just now, but you know what I mean. It'll be like, like how many times can we both be saying "sounds good" to each other? <laughs> it's it's like it's it's like uh it's like chicken but of being a huge yeah pussy. it's yeah it <laughs> absolutely is um but the thing is do you ever get to a point with somebody where you you cannot respond like all right us having this conversation now oh two days from now we're having a text conversation will you still do it with you it's different yeah yeah okay 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 but you mean like hey if it's like you're not where it's more of like a not formal, but it, where it's like they don't know that, or, or or if it's like a comic or something, or like you want to do their show or something. That else. for sure, yeah. definitely when it's when it's like business wise, and then there's also, I remember being on like like a like a dating app or like a girl I just met. Yeah, that's something where I'm trying my hardest to find the perfect balance. Yeah. That makes sense. You but know. the thing that I had that pertained to this was it wasn't the leaving off or the ending the conversation. It was, oh, I went back and added an exclamation point so that they – it was something – it was like the end of a thanks or something. So if I just wrote thanks, my initial my initial thought of thanks is just like, thanks. All right, thanks. Like I, I like there's no there's no like excitement behind it or or thankfulness behind it. So I was—I forget what it was. I don't think it was with you. It was somebody else. Because I, I wouldn't at this point. I don't think you'd care. Yeah. But like, but like I, it was somebody else. I texted and then I responded. I think they were like, I don't know. They—they they did me some kind of little favor or something. Or hey, the show is this time. And I go, okay, thanks. And I went. Uh, I was about to text it, and I went. I, I better put an exclamation point in it. <laughs> or they're gonna think that I'm ungrateful for whatever it is that I'm saying thanks for. I don't know what it is. No, it's it's that you are really grateful, so you want to try to find a way to make it known, but at the same time, not coming off as sounding fake. 
Uh, yes. Right, exactly. And actually, now that I think about it, there, there's another instance, and this is probably why I brought it up. Not only was I going to do the exclamation point, I, I was like, I didn't want to sound fake like you're saying, so I did the two prayer hands at the end of the thing. <laughs> so like the, the, the thanks hands. Thank you. See, I don't like that. The prayer hands? Don't push your religion on me. Dude. <laughs> I don't ever want that. I, I, I try to keep a separation of that. I, I never talk about <laughs> politics or religion with my friends. So if you're going to send me a prayer hand, I'm all good. <laughs> talk about vengeance, am I right? I, I am vengeance. <laughs> I, I, I brought that up in the beginning of the, op- in the episode because I did see the Batman and I wanted to record since you know we we we're big movie guys. We talk about movies all the time on this podcast. It's not a movie podcast, but what did you what? Because you were like, what did you think of it? What what did you think of it? I, I thought it was I thought it was solid, like and like a good superhero movie. A little too long. I think that they took somewhat of a different take than they have in the past on it, which I liked. I would say my favorite thing about it is that they made Batman. The central focus, more so than the villain, which I feel like they've done in the past, like in the, some of the Nolan Batmans. And then I like that they made him have like a Michael Myers vibe. I thought that, that was just a really cool way to show Batman. Like you hear his footsteps coming before he comes. Just thought it was I thought it was interesting. Well, that's interesting. You said that. I I think I guess yeah they did make him the main focus. I don't. Did you do you really think in Dark Knight is that the main focus? What do you think the Joker is? The Joker is. And Bane is. I mean, in, in dude, in The Dark Knight Rises, like two hours of the movie, fucking Bruce Wayne's in some prison cell with spina bifida, just <laughs> <laughs> laying there with some sweaty old dudes <laughs> while Bane's in Pittsburgh destroying Heinz Field. Um, that's a really good point. It mostly is about the villains. I'll tell you this much. One thing I did not like about The Batman Emo Bat. They should just called it Emo Batman. They should, like it was. He was. They. It was. It made it darker. I guess when he takes the mask off and he. Yeah, it makes sense that he would still have the stuff under his eyes and you're kind of seeing like it makes him a little bit more depressing. But it just makes him look like he went. He just came from a hot topic. Like he just like he's, <laughs> like, he's just like he like he works at a hot topic and has giant Janko jeans with a chain wallet and it's 1997 and like I. I also, I went back and forth on Robert Pattinson because the acting was phenomenal. The guy's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. The guy's a really great actor. But there was not one, he, there was not one smile out of this Batman. Uh, uh, you know, I think Batman, Bruce Wayne's supposed to be a charismatic billionaire. And well, they did, cha- they changed that. He's just, this is like. Well, they're really trying to focus on him being new. I think, and not yet coming into his own, where he can I balance think right. both sides of it. Maybe that's yeah. it. maybe I'm making an excuse for um, them messing up the character a little bit. But I think that that's it. They're trying to focus on it being the early days of him, where he can't balance being Bruce Wayne at all with being Batman. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I just think the other thing that I was like, "What are you doing?" Is when they have they show it from behind. Uh, from behind him, when he's like, he's not flexing, but it's supposed to show you like the imposing. Oh, his back. His back, I bear, guess. The bare back. The bare back, yeah. And they do that in the Joker, um, the Joker movie with Joaquin, but it's great because it just he looks like almost like a, a, like, a, like a scrawny animal or something. It's supposed to look, it actually works because he lost whatever amount of pounds for him, whatever it is. 
But with this, you just look like you're like a, like a little kid who's trying to flex for his parents. Like he's like, yeah. ah, look how many. Then they're going to go. I want to know every time Robert Pattinson they had him from behind doing that muscle thing. I wanted to go. Look at your muscles. You're getting so big. <laughs> look at you. I, I told you the best reaction to the Joker trailer was my mom's boyfriend going, "Oh, that uh, that walking Phoenix clown movie looks fucking stupid." He called him Walking Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. Like, <laughs> walking Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, uh, I I had a another poll that I put out this week. I don't know if you've I, I didn't see if you voted on it or not. I tagged you in it, but it was uh, it was this week's jerk off. I did vote on it. Two comedy. Oh, movie, I thought I did. Two comedy movie characters from the same movie. I went. Craig Kilborn and Jeremy Piven's characters from Old School. And yeah, I know my pick from that. I, we have the same pick, and it's the opposite of what everybody else thought on social media. It was a unanimous decision that they thought Kilborn was the bigger jerk than Jeremy Piven. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see that at all. No. First off, Kilborn's in the movie for three minutes. Piven is, one of the, is the main villain of the movie. True. And he's trying to like full-on... Ruin kids' college careers, <laughs> ruin their lives, get them screwed out of a bunch of tuition. Craig Kilborn's just getting some strange. Yeah, and and also like way funnier. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know Kilborn, in fairness, is just trying to uphold guy code. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna tell him, are you? That's what chicks do. <laughs> Yo, and also like I guess Piven has played a lot of jerks in the past. And uh, got like, got canceled in real life, I guess. But I I like Pippin better as an actor. But Kilborn, that's the only thing he can play. Yeah, like to the point where he's always bit parts, and then on the show he's kind of a jerk. On the Daily Show he's kind of a jerk. There's I I would say that there's not there's a very good chance in a real life he's not a great guy. No, I don't know neither. I don't think all. either of them are the best guys. I don't probably think, not. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think they're both real life jerks and jerks in that movie. Yeah, yeah, but I'm with you. I think 100% Piven, where he's like, he has a diabolical plan. And then, you know. P- Piven's vengeance. What if, what if the ca- Craig Kilborn's character, like, gives to charity? Like, what if, what if, yeah. what if on the side, you, all you know is his relationship thing, which is totally a jerk. And he's oh, like, yeah. But him being a jerk, what, that's, what that leads to is Luke Wilson getting together with, what's her name from ER? Um, Ellen something. Ellen Gray or whatever. Not Ellen, yeah. whatever her name is. Yeah. Some but anyway, I yeah, I think you're right. I think it's 100% Piven. All these polls, do, it's always the opposite. Do you agree? Jeremy Piven's character was vengeance. The <laughs> Dean. Because he was trying to get back at those dudes for them messing with him when he was a kid. Yeah, he was. He absolutely was. He was vengeance. <laughs> he, was the, the, he was college version of vengeance. Craig Kilborn was just like a horny prick. Yeah. Yeah, and you, yeah 100%. People don't say that enough anymore. Like uh, like he said, that's what chicks do. <laughs> no, that's like gone. Yeah. What was the other thing when he's making out the waitress and he's like, "You're bad." What, what does he say? <laughs> She's like, "You're bad." He's like, "You are." Or said something. Said something else. Yeah, he's fun. He's he's like a fun jerk. Piven, you just want him taken down. Like he does a really good job of being like an actual jerk. And he's a nerd jerk. He was he used to call me cheese. He goes, oh yeah, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so again, second I, I think it's the second uh week in a row that we've disagreed with 
Um, Happens all the time. With the majority's jerk of the week. Makes you realize there's a lot of um, opinions out there, and you never know what's going to be the majority. I, I, that was, a lot of these that was, like... Hey, that was fucking profound, Sean. <laughs> wow, man. That is true. Well, let me guess. You also can't wait for summer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, there, uh, hey, I bet there's good people that are Republicans and good people that are Democrats yeah, too. I'm also I'm a big fan of puppies and ice cream. I just I I talk about how it like it is. I, what's, what's up, Hot Take I, Jones? It's like if you want if you want to if you want to get your your feathers ruffled, you come to Donnelly. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sometimes going to be unlikable. You know, I'm not always. You know, you get you get you get raw Donnelly and you get some heavy opinions. Heavy, heavy opinions. I don't want raw Donnelly. Like I, I like taking a dip in a pool. I love it. I, I think it's enjoyable. It's crazy. I, you, yeah. Wait, you don't like to travel, do you? I'm a traveler. Uh, people, you know, they want they want to, they don't want you to be yourself. You have to you have to just be your true self and not worry about the, the masses. And I like to, I like to travel. I like to travel. Oh, this, this is really what I this is really what pisses people off. I work hard. But I also play hard. No. Yeah. Yeah. You really, you really march to the beat of your own drum. I do. I just, uh, you know, like. I'd I, say you're out here doing you. I, I, I'm, I'm being me. I, 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 I say fuck the haters. I don't know what you say. I, but, but wait, what do you say? Fuck the haters. I've never heard that before. I just came up with it just now. Just right. Like, sitting. forget about the haters. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> fuck the haters. Sean Donnelly says that. <laughs> This is in my quest not to become a people pleaser, just, <laughs> just to be the most generic. Don't you, that's even worse. That's even worse than a people pleaser. The the generic bad guy. That like you see it in comedy. There's a there's a guy that everybody knows in comedy. I saw him once go up and he's just bombing, and yeah. then he goes, "You guys, this is just too edgy for you." <laughs> I'm, oh. like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, easy, Bill Hicks. That's not the case. My fa- my favorite thing was the uh, the one time with. Uh, talking to my brother right during like the heart of covid and he just he goes we're talking about like everybody like arguing about masks arguing about this and that and how ridiculous and you know divided everybody was and my brother goes yeah man you know honestly me the way i look at it i just can't wait for this all to be over <laughs> I said, Jim, mike you don't think i agree with you what do you think you think i'm rooting for us to be on lockdown forever wow what a perspective yeah Holy cow! Um, I think that's I think that's somebody's attempt to be like we're all sick of this, but then just say it like in a way that nobody's been saying it. But that the, or I think it was my brother's attempt to stop fucking having the conversation. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I just want this to be over. Can we talk about something yeah. different? And you're like, you mean the pandemic? He's like, no, this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got to call you back. Do you actually have a jerk of the week in your daily life? I think we I think we have a jerk of the month. I think we definitely have that. I mentioned that before the podcast. Who? Uh, Vladimir Putin, that little rapscallion. What'd he do? Do you not know? No. You, know there's, you don't know there's a war going on in the Ukraine? I don't have cable, Sean. <laughs> a lot of people don't have cable anymore, right? And, and it's I, a very, and I, and it's on, a very 20 years ago sentence. And, I don't on, have well, and on Twitter, I only follow other Creed cover band pages. <laughs> <laughs> and we mo- can I tell you what we mostly talk about? What? Creed. How did you, <laughs> did you not guess that? What are now? You got to do this for me. What are some of the other names of the bands uh, in the Creed cover band? Yeah, um, 
Wow, there's just so many. Um, How about I, this? Stap and what's the name st- of love. What's Stappening? <laughs> That's one of them. What's Stappening is one of the uh, cover bands. Um, all pretty good. I I had their I had their CD growing up. Creed. Did you really? Yeah, it had like a dude made of sand on the cover. My dad got it for me. That and the same day he got me that and r- tickets to see WWF SmackDown. So it was a whole white trash prize yeah, package I got. Very, those both those things had the same vibe. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like Creed. I am in the camp. I can be um, thankful that I never got into that crappy band, and I have no regrets. You know they're... You know they're down with G.O.D., though. They are, but I think... Isn't there a whole uh, section of those bands that are just doing it because they, they know they can do well within Christian music? I feel like you're being a little bit of a hypocrite. You send prayer hands all the time now, and yet you think Creed sucks. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think most people think Creed sucks. One of my, my least favorite band of all time is 311. You know, I know you know that, but I haven't told it on the podcast. 311? 311. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know how shitty that band is. They're just their band name is just information. <laughs> your band name you couldn't call your band three one one because just that's like for non emergencies. <laughs> how badass is that? Not at all. You know you know what I think is takes a different kind of confidence than just like lead singer of a band confidence is just single acoustic guitar guy confidence. You mean just in any everyday situation, or you mean as an act? Mm- any like just pulling it out in public. Oh my god! Oh, I think the minute you mentioned that, I I thought of uh, the Animal House. I gave my love a cherry. Dude, nobody wants that guy. No, no I, way. I was caught in one of the most awkward situations of my life once because of an acoustic guitar guy. Uh, it was it was a guy who I was I was buddies with in college, and my girlfriend was roommates with his ex girlfriend. And they broke. They had broken up. We were somehow all at this same gathering together, and they were having people back at their apartment. And she, against her better judgment, was like, "Sure, my ex boyfriend can come. I don't care. I'm already with somebody else. We've moved on. Things are fine, you know." Mm-hmm. So he's getting out of his car and goes, "Hey, maybe I'll bring my guitar up." And I was like, <sighs> "For a second, I was like, yeah, maybe not." And then I was like, "You know what? This could be." <laughs> This could be funny. Well, right? like we've already established, you love things like this because then you goad it on. Yeah. Yeah, normally. The the awkwardness of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so he goes up and uh, he is in the living room. There's like six of us there and we're all like hanging out drinking and he just starts playing. Like nobody asked him to play. Um, so he just sits. So he's just trying to get laid, right? He sits on this stool. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, I don't know if he's trying to get laid. I think he's using this as his John Cusack moment to win his ex-girlfriend back to where he starts playing uh, John Mayer's Waiting on the World to Change, and he changed some lyrics, baby. No! He song parodied a Win You Back song with a Waiting on Megan to Change, Waiting on Megan to Change. And I'm not sure if I've ever laughed so hard in my life, and it was kind of what we talked about on the, the last episode about you know, when you're laughing in a situation where you shouldn't be laughing or don't want to be laughing yeah. and it makes it way worse. Dude, my face is just beat red. I'm covering up my face. My one buddy there's losing his shit. She's like kind of laughing, but also mortified. Oh my God. And it was brutal. 
It's the best. So did you did you actually full on laugh or was it just like a quick ha and then you shut your mouth kind of thing? Well, I was laughing because it made it better that you couldn't hear me over his wailing <laughs> of his John Mayer parody. You know, we talk about in this podcast wanting to be more assertive, but there is a such thing as too much confidence. Like we say, there's so much, so many types of guys that you don't want to be, and this is exactly one of them. There should be, this should be a healthy balance, and this is where you just, there's no, you, that, that guy had no friends telling him, dude, do not do this. Well, that's where movies failed us. Yeah, that's if, true. If, if John Cusack didn't do a couple movies, you know, 25, 30 years ago, that's not happening. That dude's not dragging that acoustic guitar up four flights of steps to sing Waiting on Megan to Change. Oh, my God. And if it's like John Cusack, if it was John Cusack that did it, you'd be like, you got it, JC. It's all about you. I hope, I hope Megan gets you, you get Megan back. But when it's some random dude, you're like, no, thanks. Yeah. Like you root for John Cusack. He was a 21-year-old college student. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. It was my buddy, but he was like, not like, you know, he's... It was fucked up, probably. <laughs> We're all drunk. But it, it, I really wonder, and you tell me what you think as a complete outsider, I wonder how prepped it was, the song. Because I feel like he didn't just make up the parody was, on the spot. He changed, like, full-on lyrics? If you change, changing, he changed like, just a couple solid lyrics. Then that's, he had it in his pocket. Wow. There's no way that he's not... Writing that at home, going, this is gonna work. This is absolutely gonna work. Like he's like, it's like those things you convince yourself. Like I had like a little kid version of that once, where I was in love with this girl when I was in second grade. <laughs> I had a giant crush on this girl, Michelle, and I wanted to put. I bought her a stuffed animal. I got her like a stuffed animal, and I was just gonna put it in her locker. And the night before, my mom's like, "You can't do that." She's like, "You can't. You can't." I don't know why. I don't know why to this day my mom said that. I don't think it would have been that. It's not, it's not that bad, and another eight-year-old putting a, like, you have a crush on somebody. Here, I'm, I got this for you. I think she was worried about me being disappointed. Oh. But I definitely was at my house. My mom was like, you can't do it. But I was like, when I was by myself in my room with the stuffed animal, I'm like, this is going to work. <laughs> this is 100% going to work. Well, <laughs> well, that got beat out of you a little bit, hopefully. Because you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't think I've ever had that optimism that it was going to work. Oh, and I was I've little, always sure. had that she's going to fucking hate this. Oh, no, I'm, I'm still a romantic. I'm, I'm, I'm not maybe as much as I was, but I'm, I, I still think romantic things work. But it depends on what it is. Like acoustic guitar with, you know where that could have worked? If it was just her. That might have worked. Because that's, that's kind of appropriate when you do that. Where, like, he, hey, can I come up? And then he comes up and he plays the song. I, I, Playing it walking up the steps. <laughs> preferably singing in Spanish. Um... Do you speak Spanish? No, do you? Yeah. Was, was that Spanish? Yes. No, that was not. That was, that like, was waiting on the world no to change. That was waiting on the world to change in Spanish. Was it? No, it wasn't. Because <laughs> you said night in there. You said noche, which is night. <laughs> you probably thought it was nacho. I, I don't. The, the only, every time I try to do like a Spanish impression, I like, like, or pretend like I can do, speak Spanish, is what I hear when I accidentally keep the Spanish radio station on. It's always <laughs> like a commercial. It's like, donde esta? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy's voice. And I, no, I, I could count to like four. I wish I knew Spanish. Me too. Yeah. 
A lot of people know Spanish. You ever have somebody in front of you like pull out a language they didn't even you didn't even know they knew? Dude, my or like you know somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I know like five languages. You're like like Mateo Lane, comedian Mateo Lane knows like five languages. My friend Sam, I knew he was from the Netherlands, um, from like Amsterdam, but he speaks full on Dutch. And have you ever heard that language? Gold member from Goldman. I I this this is how much of an uncultured piece of shit I am. Is I was hanging out with him and a couple of our other buddies in Orlando for like like got like a house there during the pandemic because everybody wanted to get the fuck out of wherever they were, and we're at this golf course and he finds out some lady is also. Dutch, and they just start talking in those, you know, super positive tongues. Yeah, and I am just laughing hysterically. <laughs> I thought I was, I felt like I was being pranked. You thought you were watching an Austin Powers movie? Like cool, but it is the most positive language I've ever heard. I never thought of it that way. That it's positive. Everything they say is with a smile on their face. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good it's reverse it. German. Is that just because it's positive? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's reverse German. Reverse German. Kind fine signing binds. Yeah, that's really negative. You're yeah. right. Every, that's like furrowed brow. Everything. And negative. that and that was I love you, mom. No, that's what, no I don't know. <laughs> I'm lying. Chinese. We hear Chinese people talk. That that. I'm not gonna do that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that one. <laughs> You're not there, Sean. Ray, could you do your impression of a Chinese person talking, please? No. <laughs> I didn't want you to do it. We probably shouldn't even, t- I shouldn't even talk about it. That's when he knows things have gotten bad. We're like, we can't even talk about talking about talking about yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in trouble even talking about what we might get in trouble for. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I'm always impressed by people who know languages because I never have taken the time to... Even in high school, I was I, I was in like remedial Spanish, and they, they, I think they just were like, "There's no hope for these kids," so we just made plantains. <laughs> <laughs> they had remedial Spanish, and like like yeah, like modified. They call it modified Spanish. You should just not take Spanish. Right? <laughs> if it's remedial, you can Spanish. learn more Spanish just going yeah. on the streets of uh, New York and and and, and <laughs> meeting people. Remedi- I never knew that existed. In my my high school, it did. Yeah. It was, and the, I think they, they, they should they should have been like, uh, you're not gonna make it in regular Spanish. Just kind of, kind of fucking learn body language and be nice. How about that? <laughs> learn these three words. Yeah, baño, <laughs> hola, and uh, naranjas, and whatever please is, and whatever, uh, and por favor. Uh, also, it was it was so remedial. It was taught by a Jewish guy. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> it was even Spanish Spanish teacher. <laughs> This guy, Mr. I think it was Mr. Levine or whatever his name was. I, f- I feel like I feel like other people in other countries are, you know, we talk back and forth about being people pleasers. Yeah, I feel like foreigners are are better at not having that trait. Does that make sense? If you, what'd you say? I I, I feel like foreigners are a lot more direct, and it's understood that they're direct, and it's. And it's and it's not taken as rude. Like I'm not saying foreigners across the board because that would uh, be a blanket statement, obviously. But I mean, like like when I worked in a in a restaurant, like the the uh, Mexican guys that were in the kitchen that I worked with, they were 
Well, one of them was an asshole, but even the other ones that weren't assholes, they did just speak very deliberately to the point. There was no fluff in what they said, and they really didn't say things with the thought that, oh, maybe I hurt that guy's feelings. Or, like, I feel like they didn't have any, like, they didn't have that same, I guess, I don't know, softness that I have sometimes, or like where I walk on eggshells because I don't want to, you know, make somebody feel bad. No, they were just very direct. Yeah. But it, that that's straight up assertive. That's just them, like, not, yeah, they're not trying to be disrespectful, like you said, but they're just trying to get their point across or whatever it is. That's what that's kind of the goal, like European confidence. But then you have like French people who can be like, or do mean to be assholes. Yeah, not all of them, obviously. But have I you mean, ever like, been to France? No, but my sister went. And she was like, they were so in Paris. They're like really rude. Like that's not made up. Like you know what? You know what I think is also a misconception is like, I think New the, the stereotypical New York thing is like New Yorkers are rude. I don't that I don't think is a thing. Like I, I go, I've gone all over this country, and I'm like. I don't think New Yorkers are the rudest people. I think there's people that are way ruder than New York. Well, I've, I mean, with the goal being to become a more assertive person yeah. and, to, and to try to eliminate some of that anxiety that I have with interactions with people, it has helped living here. Oh, what, like being uh, more direct or whatever? Yes, and yeah. like moving things along quickly. Well, we, we brought that up on the trip. We went to a couple different places. We went to a coffee place in Saratoga, and that's even in New York. And I always, my New York kicks in, my New York City stuff kicks in when you'll be online for something and you see multiple people behind the counter and they won't just add somebody to register just to get the line moving quicker. Uh, and because it's always somebody who's taking forever to do every order. And it's, and my like, come on, let's go, move your ass, New York thing kicks in immediately. Oh, I see. You, you almost have to like hold your tongue and sit there and wait. And also this... That coffee place we went to was was weird. Like they were, it was like I don't know what they were like what they were dealing with there because it was all like either new employees or just young and they no experience whatever it was. But like there was a strange encounter. You know I, I told you about that was there. But they were taking four hours to do everything. Like everything. That whole town was weird because it was like everybody looked depressed. It was like uh, everything was kind of whitewashed and weird and kind of drab, and everybody looked like a bunch of drips. And yeah, you because know. they probably lost money on the horse races. Probably, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I think I'm all for like a new. There's like a New York. Don't get me wrong. There's rude people everywhere, but I mean, I think if there's a New York. It's not a matter of I'm being rude. It's a matter of like, come on, come on, come on. Okay, what is it? All right, cool. Because the amount of times I've like you know the hold the door for people thing. The oh excuse me, oh sorry, you go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Like it. There's manners everywhere in New York City, but people don't like to be rushed. That's what it is. And, and New Yorkers are in on a certain speed and not some like weird like uh, tourist video from like the 80s where it's like New York. It's that New York kind of sensibility that yeah. makes it like I'm not saying that. Where the coffee shops like a NASCAR pit crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need the espresso. We need the espresso. We got to get them out of here. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like two people in the whole coffee shop. Like, what, the hell are they doing back there? But that's how... Th that is definitely a thing. Like you, New Yorkers are used to a certain, and you don't realize it's a thing until you go somewhere else, even upstate, where because we full on, I forget where we went. Went to two different places, and they were like slow as molasses, as Ellen Donnelly would say. But but you know what, they're <laughs> the <laughs> Ellen Donnelly. Yeah, it's my mom. They they don't. Uh, they really weren't that slow though. They in was, relation. It I, that's normal for most of the country. I think. Yeah, I think you're I mean, right, we're, we're uh, like Pittsburgh. It's not 
you know, the hustle and bustle. I mean, there's like, like none of the delis in New York City even have lines. It's just this sporadic stockroom floor, you know? Yeah. Stock market you're floor. Kinda, yeah, yeah, you are. It's kind of yeah. like your buy, sell, sell, buy. Yeah. Just yelling at the guy behind the counter. The one by us, George's, they should have a line because you never know if you're supposed to order from the deli guys or you're supposed to go up and order at the register. It's different. I kind of like it. It's just different every time. Yeah. It mixes There's it up. no consistency. And that place gets packed. Yeah. You showed there at 1230 in the afternoon and you're like, I, I, I walked in the other day and there was a four-person line and I left. I, fo- I, was I hate away. waiting in line. I It's one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate it. Like, that's why, like, uh, we went to, like, Universal Studios, and my sister got, like, the, the this fast pass thing. I'm like, good. It's worth it. Yeah. And then uh, clubs or bars, you will never see me waiting online for – I don't, wouldn't go to clubs, but, like, even bars. Well, I would say once I turned, like, 23, that was something I swore off, is waiting in line to get into Maybe early on I did it when I was younger, but not in years and years. And I feel like never have I waited in line at a bar and got into the bar and been like, oh, hell yes. Never. Well worth it. No. No, because you're like, especially when it's cold out or something like that. Like, you're like, that was so, this is so anticlimactic. Like, like no, every, you know why, you know why it's a young person thing? Because going to a bar is such a big deal. If it's going to be any bit of a payoff, it's when you're 21 and you're like, I'm able to go out to places. But then once you realize every place is kind of the fucking same. It's a, it's a hot person payoff, too. Because usually the places that you're waiting in line for are allowed inside. So the only way as a single person that you're picking up chicks is if you're a hot dude. Yeah. Because you can't really flex personality, you know, when you're trying to tell a girl jokes like... Yeah, no, this is, you know, you're talking real like, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, you're from California? Just, you know. No, there's no conversation. That's why people think people like clubs. They're like, I don't have to really do much besides just dress well and look like my, my hot self or, yeah. or or give off that vibe that I'm, you it's, know. It's live Tinder. It's live Tinder. It's yeah. Tinder in person is clubs. Tinder in person. And I think it's also kind of like, I don't know anything about clubs these days, but I think it used to be way more of a thing. I don't think it really happens as much anymore, right? Don't they have, I, like... I haven't been to a club. I even feel lame saying I haven't been into, a, like, a club. Like, even saying club feels lame. Yeah. For somebody my age. But I don't even think... They used to have... In New York City, uh, there was tons of clubs. There was Tunnel, Limelight, Exit, uh, a place called Plaid. There was all these different... They would change names every six months. And getting people wait on lines to get in and dance there. And, like, uh, and they, I think, uh, you know, you could get on a list for something or do parties that, like, because I used to work at a print shop, and I told you about that, where we would print all the flyers to these clubs. And then I think that's still happening, but I think it's, like, done in, like, hotel bars and, like, rooftop lounges and, like, not, like, full giant warehouse clubs or, like, or even smaller ones. I lack all five things, I feel like, that you need to enjoy a club. It's that I don't dress cool. Same. I'm not like a super hot guy. Same. I don't like fancy drinks. Same. I'm not a good dancer. Same. And I'm poor. Same. Yeah, you're right. You nailed it. Those are the five factors <laughs> of. I didn't have them planned out already. I was yeah. going as I you thought. Really nailed it. Yeah. Like those are five factors of losing yeah. in a club. If you if you want if you learn anything from today's episode, if you I don't know what the ratio would be as far as like just don't even go. But if you nail all five, just don't walk into clubs. <laughs> well, my biggest thing is and. You know, is f- I'm a physical people pleaser, not like sex, but like I always feel like I'm in the way. I'm six three, I'm two hundred and fifty five pounds, 
And anytime I'm in a setting with close quarters, I am like always just trying to stay out of the way, you know, and I, Do you feel like you become a target because of your size? Especially in a club. <laughs> I feel like in a bar or a club. We might have talked about this before. Not a fuck target. No, no like nobody's, nobody's like, well, that guy's huge. I want to fucking sit on his face. No. <laughs> no. Like a fight target or like a, or like a mess with you a little bit target. Like out of, come on, out of the way, out of the way kind of target. Yeah, like, I have been. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. See, I never, I'm 5'8", and now I'm, what, almost 200 pounds, but I'm, but I'm... That might be where I get the most insecure about my weight. Is in a club setting. Because I'm like, damn, I feel like everybody just felt me bump them with my belly when I was scooting through that bar <laughs> area. They're like, yeah, like, fat fuck made me spill a little bit of my cranberry vodka. <laughs> but yeah, that that's that happens to me a lot. Like, especially at like uh, at comedy clubs too. When you're at like a smaller comedy club that like may not have a green room or like the green room's not somewhere you really want to hang out. So you try to hang out in the back of the room. And then if the server has to like tell me to move twice, I mean they tell a lot of people to move twice. But me, I feel like... It's a personal affront. Yeah, that they're like, that fat fucking asshole won't get away from the door. Bigfoot won't I, move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told... Hey, apparently Louis Anderson's ghost is here. I told him to move three times. Look at that large Pollock from the back out of the freaking building. Uh, no, I, I could see that, but that, it's funny because most people aren't uh, your height. So there's a kind of a thing where... That's a it's a very um that's a very unique experience I think because I more like I would say what like what's the average guy had like five ten maybe five eleven is average height for a man yeah. I think is it I'm five eight I'm five eight and change which I've said before on the show and um, what, do you mean in, what do you mean in change I mean I'm I've explained why I'm, I'll say it again I say five eight and change because I had I'm not kidding when I say this I'm all about just being honest about my, I think a height, and that's why on apps and stuff, people like send different pictures and put filters on pictures. I'm like, what are you doing? You're gonna have to show up. Yeah. Pro, you're not gonna meet in the metaverse, <laughs> you know. And um, so I say change because multiple times I've told girls, "Hey, I'm five eight, and I've showed up. And they're like, "You know, you're taller than five eight. I'm like, "By barely an amount." So it's not like a flex that I'm saying five eight and change. Yeah, but I think I think saying the five eight and change is shortchanging yourself. <laughs> in the sense that you wow short changing that worked doubly yeah that was good uh, nice entendre where they <laughs> if you're taller than what you say I think that they're pleasantly surprised that's why I told you what I wanted to start doing um, on dating apps is put like my ugliest pictures me when I was 30 pounds heavier maybe like pictures of me at a coin star <laughs> just me at my worst so when they get there they get they get fish catted <laughs> oh not a catfish a fish cat fish cat yeah it's the reverse of the, that's I, that's a really smart idea that's them not judging a book by its cover i love the idea of what's the worst pictures you can put on a, yeah. a, a profile I, but i also think it, it would work that they get they get there and they're they get the reward of going on a date with a slightly less fat guy. It's like <laughs> it's like the trashy version of like Cyrano de Bergenac. <laughs> they get to know you for you. You yeah. fish catted. Fish they, catted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, they get they're like I. They they thought they were talking to somebody completely different, but then you get there and they're like, "Oh my God, you're slightly better looking." That's what I mean. <laughs> wow, you cut your hair. <laughs> oh wow, you have dollar bills in your pocket. You no longer have a mustache. <laughs> well, that's one of the other polls you've. Uh, oh boy. Oh, the mustache versus goatee. You yeah. don't. You apparently don't like either. 
Well, no, I was. I think I went out. Me and my lovely girlfriend went out for her birthday last night, and I didn't. To be honest, I didn't even realize it was a poll. I was so drunk last night. I thought you were just sending me a photo of the two things and asking which one I liked better. (laughs) Yeah, not only did I not send you. Oh, did I tag you in it? You might have. You might have. I saw it somehow. You thought I directly I thought, sent you two pictures of me with different facial hair? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like I was asking you, like, hey, A or B, which should I go with? <laughs> and even if that's what I did say, you had the wrong answer. You said neither, oh which is rude. I just I just think that... You the had a goatee and a mustache, right? Two pictures of you. One was the goatee and one was the mustache? Yeah. yeah. I, I think the facial hair that a man decides to have... Says a lot about them and says a lot about the confidence that they have. And what was the question you asked? Like, which one's better? Which which one exudes more confidence, a mustache or a goatee? And then I said, neither. <laughs> and you said, and then I said, I look good with both on. And then you said, false. <laughs> no, actually, you said, false with an exclamation point. You yelled false at me. <laughs> I was in like, I'm going to break my friend's balls mode. It was like that part of the night. But like it yeah. made no sense because you just put it up as a story. And you got you got lucky because I uh, I was watching Predator at yeah. the time, but I was only halfway through. If I had finished Predator, <laughs> dude, I would have been fired up. <laughs> what would you have done? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, like just ripped me apart and put me, hung me in a tree? No. Like they do in Predator when... Jesus Christ, Sean. No, I wouldn't have done that. No, I didn't mean it that way. We're friends. I wouldn't have have murdered you. No, I would have just sent you pictures of me with my shirt off and my face painted camo. (laughs) Or just just me with a bunch of mud all over me. Which ironically is two pictures that you're going to put on dating app next time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever want one again, you're just going to have... It's like, hey, some call me Jesse Ventura from Predator. Um, yeah, I, I'll do that. Like, I'll just respond to things on Instagram, like fucking breaking people's chops. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you were, you were just doing a poll and I don't know why I must've saw it. I must've gone through the stories and then just, yeah, that's what it was. I must've. Yeah. You didn't even vote on the poll. Asshole. (laughs) I, so wait, maybe I'm your jerk of the week because I wrote You are the jerk of the week. (laughs) Wow. This is a first. That the jerk of the week is on the episode. I'm trying to think. I really didn't have any jerk. Jerk. I didn't have any jerk of the week this week. You ran into some pretty nice folk this week, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's what happens. You go outside the city, I guess. You know, you know, uh, not your usual routine or something. But we were in Saratoga. We didn't even have. Uh, I there wasn't even like bad audience members. No. Normally, at that cl- it's a good club, but you it can get a little rowdy sometimes. You'll have I've had a couple of guys that don't stop talking the entire show, whatever it is. But like this weekend actually worked out fairly well. It was good. You know what I did have, and I think you had is in the second show there was a guy that barely smiled my entire set, barely smiled, definitely didn't laugh, looked pretty pissed off. And I think you were messing with him a little bit because he was a little stone-faced. I know the host said he was pretty stone-faced. Yeah. He was the first person to come out and tell me how much of a great time he had. Uh, yeah, I've had that. that that's happened before. It's that's crazy. why we were talking about this, too, as far as comedy goes. Like, we have to, like, temper. Like we have to, like, you have to almost, like, dial back what you think is actually going on in their brains when they're out there in the audience. I think it's like audience psychology could be a great thing for comics. We're not what you become that lunatic that thinks that you're killing when you're not and you're not, yeah. and you're not being honest. You want to kill, but you, the, 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 the old adage of the, uh, hey, we're only 
all we're focused on is the guy who's not smiling in the audience. Even though you could be murdering, and if one guy isn't laughing, that's the guy you zero in on. Yeah, I think, especially at this point, I've been doing it a while where, don't get me wrong, you, you, you keep going, but that's all I can think about when I'm up there uh, in the back of your brain. Mm-hmm. But you have to let that go. Well, and even there's the thing that you can do a really long set and one joke doesn't hit and you give them shit about it. Yeah. It's like, one, just because they didn't laugh doesn't mean that they weren't amused by it. Right. Two, you, you, maybe you're, you know, you're not going to hit 100% on every joke. Right, exactly. It's not, not going to happen. Yep, 100%. So, like, the dwell on it. Yeah. It's weird. But that guy, he gave me, like, the... This, this is something that I wanted to bring up. He gave me this, like, really strong man handshake. Yeah. Do you think do you think that's a sign of manners? Is a firm handshake still? I think it could Is be, that still a thing? I think it could be one of two things. And the the the, the what happens after a comedy show can be really weird sometimes because we talked I think we talked about getting tipped, right? Getting tipped at a show. Getting uh, tipped. Yeah. Uh, which I will not in very rare circumstances will I take it. It only has to be certain circumstances. Because I think what they're trying to do is a power shift. So I think a guy like that, that sounds like he's just trying to be like legitimately have manners and, and be felt polite. respectful. And be polite, yeah. Uh, so also, if it's a serious guy, serious men do that, right? I, I always Yo, do, serious I, men are the best. <laughs> they are the best. They, I, I give, I'll give, a, I'll give like a hearty handshake, uh, uh, like... I'll, I'll give, not like an overly strong handshake, but I try to give a firm handshake when I shake a guy's hand. But some people, I think, I've had, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm bullshit when I say this. I don't know. I, I've never had an instance of it. But I could see somebody who is being half an asshole the whole show try to, like, take the power back by, like, overdoing the handshake. Like, man, be like, like trying to grow man, man you. Yeah, yeah. Because you just did something he wouldn't do. I, I don't know if that's ever actually been a thing. I'm kind of, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't have any example of that really happening to me. Most people, people say stupid things, which I think is trying to take the power yeah. back. The tipping, the you were pretty good, the, the passive aggressiveness, the, oh yeah, I should, my friends tell me I should go up there. That's all trying to win back the moment, I think. Trying to win back the power from like, you're, People who might be used to being the dominant or the or the alpha, seeing somebody do something they would never do in a million years, it, hey, okay, I'll have my chance after. Even if they don't know they're doing it, they have yeah. the opportunity to go, ah, yeah, that's, and then say something quasi-passive-aggressive or be like, I should do this or something like that where you're yeah, like, the, you're not devalue what I just did. I even just mean the handshake in general, too. Oh, I think it's a really polite thing. I ma- you think it, it is? matters. Yeah, you don't think so? And I'm glad that didn't go away. We, everybody was convinced because of COVID it was going to go away. It's um, went away a little bit. Um, there's a lot of fist pounding. Yeah, but but you'll you'll see people now as a as a point of principle, they'll give you a handshake. Not but not in a not in a political way. More to be like, hey, I don't care. And then, you know, like whatever, and give you a yeah. handshake. I've had that happen. I don't like when somebody tries to squeeze my hand too hard. Like um, no, like, neither do I. Like like I'm taking their daughter to prom in the fifties. Yeah, that's like some weird alpha dude thing that's like that's you know, that's too far you don't want to go and there. it's also like like don't try like i wasn't ready for that let's go again when i'm ready we'll yeah. see you fucking squeeze as harder dude i'll never, kill you even if you're a big str- even if you're that dude with the giant penis from the beginning of the episode yeah even if you're him you do not shake somebody's hand like that you don't go to hurt somebody's hand when you're well, shaking. he got nothing to prove at this point so he didn't no. care less he can do whatever he'll he wants. limp wrist the shit out of you on a handshake <laughs> and if you and if you try to question his alpha 
He'll just he'll just peg you all night long. He'll just blast through his jeans without touching it. He'll just hulk it through the bottom part of his jeans. Dude, I've showed two other people that porn. No, you have not. Have you? Well, I told well. Well, I people and people that I know are very similar to me. I told the story to one person. They were like, ah, "I'm gonna have to see that thing." And then I got worried. <laughs> then you were like, "Hey, I have it in my safe." <laughs> I did. Well, I got worried for a second that I was gonna show it. <laughs> you should. You signed up for his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, dude, I got worried that I was gonna show the uh, the 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 penis, and they were gonna go, oh, "That's not that big." I was gonna be like. Damn it. There's nobody in their right mind that would no, say No, I know, yeah, but yeah. I was just, for a second, I got in my own head. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Cause, you know, but, yeah, right when I said it, they were they were both like, yeah, I'm going to need to see that. I'm yeah, because they're normal, inquisitive people. Yeah. Well, Ray, I think we this was a, a, a splendid time. It was, it, it was nice. Did we do all our sections? We did. Um, we had a jerk off. Yeah, that was a good one. Jerk of the week, Can which we, was you. Let's do a non-movie jerk off. Uh, next week. Yeah, let's find a non-movie jerk-off. Um, jerk of the week, which is me, or Vladimir Putin, yeah, which it's, it's pretty close. That could be a jerk-off in itself. <laughs> you or Vladimir Putin. <laughs> I don't, I mean, honestly, who knows where that is? <laughs> who knows who's going to win that one? Um, and then uh, jerk store moment. I, I, I feel like we... Uh, oh, we didn't, we didn't do jerk... want to do jerk store moment before we go? Do you have one? Um, You know what we kind of... To be honest, it was like the only no, not really. We both gave advice to newer comics this weekend at the club. Yes, that's the only thing that I would have held my tongue about in the past. Uh, and I've said a couple of uncomfortable things to a newer comic that wasn't even that bad. But that's the only jerkstore moment I had. But like, but I've also we've talked about this before. Like when I feel like I, I've been, we've been doing this long enough, you like you feel that I can impart. Let's not call it wisdom, but I can impart some my opinion. Isn't nil at this point. Like I've, if you have enough life experience with this, you, you have to make it's valid to turn around and go, "Hey, here's my opinion on it. Take what you will from it, but here's my opinion on this." Well, I've always and I've been doing stand up, not long, but fairly long, or, or long enough to where I've learned some shit. But I've always felt that like weirdness about giving somebody advice, even when they ask that, because I'm like, ah, I'm fucking, I'm nobody. Don't, don't listen to me. I, same here. But yeah, now I'm kind of like, you know what? I've had some people give me advice when they were at the point I'm at and it's been helpful. It's and sometimes be- it's more helpful to get advice from me than to get advice from like, this is going to come off wrong. So I'm going to need, I'm going to need to continue saying this. A but woman. Sometimes it's more, that, always <laughs> more valuable. that one. I didn't even have to, it's always more valuable to get advice from me than a woman. No, but it's no, it's if, if I'm talking to a comic that's two years in, it's probably, they could probably get more from talking to me than they can from Bill Burr. Who's so far removed from doing open mics and who's like, you know who? What he would say would be like, oh, when you get to your second million, that's when you're really gonna have yeah. to start worrying about or your second story. HBO special. Yeah, well, he's playing with situations that they're not even gonna have to deal with for another X amount of years. Somebody who's brand that's same. I'm the same way where I'm like, I feel totally confident in like something that would, something to give advice about within my wheelhouse. Like yeah. within within my capabilities, and I but I used to be like you're saying where it's like I'm like don't listen to me though. What do I know? I would say those exact words, and now I'm like no. Yeah, this is what I think. No, everybody has the right to turn around and go, eh, whatever. But 
I'm not going to back down. Like, I'm not going to nullify it by going, yeah, but that's just what I'm thinking about. You know, like, that's the people pleaser part. That's the thing. Oh, this is me. You know, whatever. Because I never want to be looked at as the as a know-it-all. Same here. Know-it-alls suck. They suck, suck. But but I think having the thoughts we're having about it, there's no chance it's going to happen. Where, you know, because even, even while I'm giving the advice, it's like, I think if you're opening up by saying, in my experience, this is what I've ran into. It could be different for you right now, but but this is what I did with this. This worked out this way, X, Y, and Z, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah, I would say, I would say two to three years ago in that same situation where we were hanging out. And again, we weren't like, you know, I think I was trying to give like honest and valuable advice. I think two or three years ago, I would have just kind of kept my mouth shut or said real vague shit. Yeah, yeah. And then definitely prefaced. And then gave six caveats that like, but I don't know anything. I'm a loser. Uh, you know. I'm yes. Fucking, you know. But now yeah, I think you turn around. And, my dad didn't hug me. Yeah. Like you know, just a bunch of different. Your opinion matters. Things. Your comedy opinion matters. Thanks, Sean. I think your opinion matters, dude. Thanks, bud. Let's get on out of Let's here. Get it. Don't shake it too hard, though. You know I get mad. Yeah.